Hello and welcome in again to the fastest growing conservative podcast in South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Today, welcoming in a guest, the chairman of the newly formed Freedom Caucus here in South Carolina, Adam Morgan, representative from the 20th District, Greenville. Yes. Adam, thanks Taylors. for... Taylors. Taylors. We, I have some Greenville, but most of it's Taylors. And well, I feel like that's an important distinction. Of, of course, of course. So... Thanks for joining us today, uh, Adam. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in your district, and let's get straight into the Freedom Caucus. Yeah, well, it's good to be here, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Um, I love all the work that you guys do. <laughs> I've worked with you on uh, several issues in the past. But yeah, I represent uh, Taylor's in Greenville East Side. It's a beautiful area uh, in the east side suburbs of Greenville. And uh, things are going pretty well. It's booming. Uh, lots of new people moving yeah. in. I know that's happening around the state, but especially uh, in, in where the areas where I am, which is, I think, actually some of the impetus for me being in the Freedom Caucus mm -hmm. and me really uh, feeling the need for it. Uh, it might be informed by my district. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of issues with development, uh, with, uh, you know, making sure we have enough uh, money for roads. Right. Uh, and I think that our, the way that we're doing our budget currently, we're spending so much money on, in my opinion, frivolous things, wasteful things uh, that we could be either um, dedicating to infrastructure, to roads, to important things that we could spend more money on or conserving some of the money, uh, fixing some of the core issues like the pension fund, things like that. Um, so that's really kind of the, the main arc of the Freedom Caucus yeah. is is fiscal, uh, but we will be hitting other issues as so well. So fiscal conservatism. Yeah, that's really the awesome. main. So it was a couple weeks ago y'all had Congressman Ralph Norman and former mm -hmm. Chief of Staff uh, Meadows in to kind of kick things off. Tell us how that went, what, what that looked like. Yeah, it, well, it was exciting. When we initially were thinking about doing this, uh, we had in our mind that we we didn't even know if it would be called the Freedom Caucus. Right. We were going through different names, and we've been loosely operating uh, as a legislative caucus for a couple years, mm -hmm. actually. Our numbers have been growing. It was four or five people, then it was nine. Now it's being 13, really more than 13. But um, And we were contacted by the national group, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the um, Congressional Freedom Caucus, and and they have been working through this state network to really have a vision of, of starting a Freedom Caucus in every state to really, in, from their perspective, to help provide uh, the conscience right. <laughs> of the conservative movement. And Because, you know, you know the Republican Party. We're, we are a big tent party, yeah. and in, in my opinion, much bigger than the Democrat Party. And yeah. there are good things about that and there are bad things about that. And one of the bad things in South Carolina is it's a very cultural, we're all culturally Republicans, right. but that does not actually uh, turn into uh, legislative action uh, very often. Normally, right. in fact, it's like, let's just leave things the way they are yeah. and we'll all be fine. Yeah. And uh, so we just really need a strong conservative conscience and voice uh, in the legislature fighting, using procedural tools, uh, building a coalition mm -hmm. to get recruit more members, to really embolden and inspire members to vote their conservative conscience and really the way that their people want them to vote. And right. most districts want us to be more conservative than we are yeah. how, in how we legislate. Yeah. And um, anyway, that, that's really kind of the background. They, they contacted us. They brought a couple of us down. Uh, we had a big event in Atlanta where they kind of were explaining their vision mm -hmm. and uh, how we could do it. Uh, and getting some inform, uh, uh, you know, just information and guidance from them, we got in touch with Jim Dement okay. and Ralph Great. Norman, awesome. Mark Meadows, uh, really a, a lot of people actually from more the national um, arena and South Carolina. Um, John Warren's group was involved. Yep. 
uh, and just talking through what this would look like, how we would uh, be able to help support uh, both inside and outside the chamber. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the stars kind of aligned yeah. and it, we were like, well, we already have this group. Why don't we just officially form as a legislative caucus? And then the outside groups will, it, it just, it helps them even uh, get more focused on issues. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, as we push for things in chamber, they, it gives them more information about, Oh yeah, we need to help support this effort. Right. Cause a lot of times the different groups kind of have their own issues and they're trying to find a person in chamber to right. speak their I issue. And it, 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 a lot of times it's, it's disorganized. Yep. It's easy to divide and conquer, <laughs> which yeah. happens a lot, as you know. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the, uh, how we had that big launch event. We got everybody together, um, and our goal is to really get the conservative movement in South Carolina uh, together, organized, yeah. moving in the right direction, have uh, big wins. And we've had several sure. over the last couple of years, but really yeah. to get um, on the fiscal side and the deregulation side, yeah. have some of the big wins that we've really had on the um, on the cultural side, yeah. you know, with Heartbeat and some of the Absolutely. other big things we've we've been able to accomplish. Well, that's exciting to hear. Uh, so as we walk through what that looks like, you know, with fiscal conservatism, and I, I love something you said just a moment ago. I think there's an adage, you know, my South Carolina granddaddy used to say all the time, if I ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. Well, uh, and that's the way, that's the mantra of a lot of people, even inside the state house. The, I think the problem with that is there are certainly things that um, have cracked around the edges or chipped a little bit or just maybe all out broken. Yeah. And I think it's important for groups uh, like you and, and the Freedom Caucus to speak into those things and say, hey, you know, we're, you know, we're not we're not throwing bombs or anything like that, but we want people to know that we're here to, you know, to represent a conservative voice. Uh, as, as you've talked about fiscal conservatism and that sort of thing, I think I think that's incredible. So as as we talk about that, you've talked a little bit about what the Freedom Caucus is. For those that ask the question, for the, the listeners here on Palmetto Family Matters that, that ask the question, why do we need another voting block? Because it's because one of the things that I've heard as I've traveled the state is, can't they not can't they all just get along? But <laughs> which when, that's a great question. I don't question. know that we really want that. Yeah, that's right, and and certainly not questioning go along to get along why another uh group that that is speaking into the issues possibly from a different point of view than others in the body well uh really two things one mark meadows gave a speech i, I think it was uh it might have been at a separate event mm -hmm. but uh, he tells a story about how there are more caucuses uh, at the congressional level than there are members in the House. Is that right? If you can wrap your wow. mind around it. That's 420 insane. whatever uh, members, but they have a caucus for the Bitcoin caucus and the, you know, retiree caucus and the, yeah, I mean, you All name right. it. But the issue is the only one that most people actually know is the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. And that's because just like in South Carolina, we have tons of caucuses and groups yeah. that will uh, line and form. Very few do anything mm -hmm. because they don't actually require votes. They don't. They're definitely not willing to you know fight leadership to force an issue through. Um, in South Carolina, we have the Family Caucus, mm -hmm. who has been willing to do that, and people know the Family yeah. Caucus. Yeah, great, great group. And that's it. Wow. Uh, I'll just say that we do have other, there's the, um, the Republican and Democrat caucus, obviously, right. those are just the main two party. Then the Black caucus, which has mm -hmm. been, you know, uh, relatively successful in pushing uh, their issues. And that's it. So really, you have the Family Caucus, the Black caucus are the only two that have ever really had much of an impact. And there is not a group that is focused on fiscal issues. Just wow. absolutely not. And see, the fiscal issues, it's kind of a, the analogy uh, that I like to use is, you know, we get excited about 
um, a lot of the cultural issues, which mm-hmm. I am very passionate about and really care about. Sure. Um, but and, but it's easy to ignore the fiscal ones and the, and the right. more freedom type, the deregulation and the uh, competition, because it's like, well, they, they don't seem as important. But the fact is, it, you know, with a family, if you don't have your house in order, uh, financially, yeah. If you, you like, it sure. is a whole host of other issues. Sure, uh, it really is. In fact, your whole life can be a wreck because you're just not managing your finances appropriately. Exactly. And that's why I think it's absolutely the same for our state. Like, we've got to get our uh, financial house in order. Yeah. And um, you know, a, a core kind of tension that we uh-huh. have is we are most of us are conservatives, yep. and conservatives are generally philosophically uh, wanting to maintain the status quo. Not in a bad way, but right. we want to conserve things yeah. that have worked. Well, we want to conserve our institutions. We don't want a radical change. And you know, if it's a stable, if we have a stable environment, we want to kind of maintain that. But the issue is in South Carolina, we have we don't have a rich conservative history. Uh, that, that's uh, we have truth. somewhat of a conservative sure. social history. We do not have a conservative fiscal history. In fact, we have over a century of democratic mismanagement in this state with, yeah. with really a runaway fiscal spending, uh, higher taxes, um, I mean, crony uh, 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 deals and things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at our infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And that's why our infrastructure is the wreck that it is, sure. is because of those uh, that history that we have. And uh, we've got to get out of that. We have pretty much no school choice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, almost on every objective thing you could look at, we take more federal um, dollars than almost any of our neighbors with Medicaid. And all. Just any 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 way that you could say, oh, what's a conservative issue? we basically go the liberal route on. Yeah. And that's why we're actually considered a purple state. Uh, and, you know, by uh, CPAC's rating, yep. ACU and um, uh, Club for different people that yeah. do ratings, we're always in the bottom. ACU ranked South Carolina the lowest uh Lowest rank on conservatism of Republican-controlled states of all of them. Of yeah. all of them, I think. I think the and, and Colorado is above us. And I think Congress yeah. is above us. I think right, there are right, thirty-six right. Republican-controlled states right now, um, and South Carolina ranks thirty-six. It's crazy. So that that just throwing that out there, not really making any point. Uh, well, maybe a point, but really not making any. It makes the point for you. It, it, and yeah. It's embarrassing. That's yeah. that's the other thing. You kind of and. and I'm in the in the house, and it's mm-hmm. easy. It's like you're the frog in the boiling water. You don't yeah. realize. It's like, oh, well, maybe this isn't that bad, and everybody else is doing it. And so there's almost a pressure to, oh, well, let's not make a big thing because this one issue isn't that big of a deal. But it's issue after issue after issue, bad piece of legislation yeah. after bad piece of legislation. And uh, people that do stand up and fight are ostracized, yeah. uh, like c- culturally ostracized within chamber. Mm-hmm. You're, you're on a blacklist. You're given the worst committee assignments. You're told mm-hmm. that you're a problem. You're not a team player. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you're not yeah. getting along with people. You're causing waves. And it's like, no, I am just speaking for my, conser- my, my constituents and sure. speaking my conservative values. Sure. And uh, that's really uh, – Jim DeMint spoke at um, an education forum in Greenville last week, and he was talking about – what his group CPI does. And he was talking about the importance of creating a culture and an environment where conservatives feel supported mm. in office yeah. because there are so many rewards for caving. Yeah. There are so oh, many yeah. re- rewards for sitting back and shutting up and just doing the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And uh, because, you know, then the liberals don't attack you. Right. And the people on the right, you know, you just kind of, you get moved up the line faster. Mm-hmm. You get better assi- committee assignments. Sure. The lobby loves you. You get more money for your campaign, for, you know, for the lobbyists yeah. out there. And But when you are somebody who is going to, you know, force everybody to take a hard vote, that is important for the state. That's important for the taxpayer. If you do that, 
there are going to be repercussions. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that the biggest pressure I've noticed in chamber, ironically, is social pressure. Yeah. And so creating a, a functioning coalition of people who are the band of brothers who are in this, That's we're right. going to support each other. If, if leadership or anybody goes after a member in, mm -hmm. in our group, like they're coming after all of us. Right. It's not like this game of like, just like divide, let divide sure. and conquer. We're not going to play that anymore. Yeah. And that's part of what you, when you buy into this, when you're in the caucus, uh, you join a group who's going to vote together, who's going to work together, who's going to fight for each other. And, and there's a lot of people on the outside who yeah. now see what we're doing. They see the vision and they're going to support it too. So it may not be an island or it may be an island, but it's not a desert. Island. Yeah. It's there a big guys, island. There yeah, are people yeah. on the island. And, and, yeah. and from what I hear you, you telling me uh, through some other conversations that the island and the people on the island, the population is going to grow, it's going to grow. on the island. So uh, my congressman, uh, when I lived in Georgia, please don't hate me, uh, was Congressman Allen, and he was on the Freedom Caucus. And then my congressman now from the 5th, Congressman Norman, is on the Freedom Caucus. And one of the themes as I visited them and talked with them and texted back and forth with them and is promises made promises kept. In fact, if we hearken back to the good old days, you know, just a few years ago when we were paying $1.50 for gas, uh, by the way, in case you're wondering, today you're paying north of $4 a gallon for gas, uh, but that's Russia's fault. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, sorry, uh, promises made, promises kept. And, and Congressman Allen, Congressman Norman, and I'm sure you've heard it from, uh, you know, the former chief of staff Meadows, the, the Trump administration, while many people said, you know, they were running around like they had their hair on fire and it was crazy. But the campaign trail promises of President Trump and of those congressmen that were part of the Freedom Caucus, those promises were kept. They may not have all been resolved, mm -hmm. but they worked like mad to get them done. Mm -hmm. I would assume that's exactly what you're talking about here when it comes to the Freedom Caucus. What, what we run on is what we're going to try yeah, to, exactly. we're going to effectuate inside <laughs> A novel the chamber. concept. Uh, I, right. <laughs> what we run on is what we actually do once we get exactly. into Exactly. And that's yeah. what, I love <laughs> what you said about representing your constituents well. Your constituents vote on you and they elect you and they expect you to do the job that you said you were going mm -hmm. to do. And so many once they get in that beautiful building mm -hmm. right over there. I mean, it's a beautiful building. They get enamored by the beauty. Or the, intimidated. The grandeur or intimidated mm -hmm. by the opulence of the building. So as the chairman of the Freedom Caucus, uh, tell us a little bit. Uh, we've already talked about fiscal conservatism. Articulate a few of the points of your legislative agenda moving forward. Well, I I wouldn't want to jump the gun too sure. much because it, the, our agenda, we're, we're – um, we're functioning just like the Congressional Congress. Okay. Our agenda will be set by our members. Okay. Uh, so as we go into next year, it's a vote, and 80% of our members have to agree that something's going to be uh, an agenda item and then a required vote for caucus. And the uh, session has now ended. So we had a couple issues yeah. that we were uh, focused on, um, trying to get the uh, uh, CON mm -hmm. uh, uh, repeal done. And uh, uh, critical race theory, yep. uh, you know, we have a, a bill that basically prohibits that along with a bunch of us. And y'all got that done in the House. We, we did, and uh, we still have some more work to do that. Of though. course. Pay attention, three yeah. more days. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can get it passed in the Senate. But um, those are kind of the main things. And uh, the election integrity, trying to get that actually passed. Um, but next year, yeah, it, it'll be... It, it'll, It'll be much more than that. Yeah. We're going to – school choice is definitely on the table. Good. Uh, cutting wasteful spending, cutting regulations kind of in every direction. <laughs> like, sure, tax um, reform. Yeah, That's tax reform excellent. would be a, a big thing. We, we did tax reform this year, mm -hmm. and I don't want to be overly critical 
Um, but I'll just say that, that we did the bare minimum. Mm. <laughs> we mm. did the, so yeah, we need a, we, we, a long way to go on that one. Putting um, more money <laughs> in the pockets of South Carolinians, hard, their hard earned money. You know, I, I love it when I hear some representatives and, and senators and legislators saying, well, you know, tax money as if it's the government's money. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. You know this well. Yeah. It's it's the taxpayer. It's it's that person who made that money. It's their money. Mm-hmm. They're just giving it willfully or not to yeah. the government yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's what's required. And and of course, uh, the Bible talks about that. Blessing. So tell us how people can learn more about the. Freedom Caucus, tell us how they can get in touch with y'all. Well, we we're gonna have or we have um, different social media platforms. Where we'll be you know putting out information. Uh, that's probably the, the the quickest way you can follow right now. Uh, Facebook and I think Instagram and even Twitter. Um, we're also going to be doing legislative updates so okay. people can uh, get on the email list. Uh, I would follow the social media now, and then I'm sure they'll, it'll be posted sure. how to get on the email list. Uh, but that's going to include the legislative updates probably weekly or biweekly that kind of has like a week in review, what happened, what we're looking forward to doing, mm-hmm. and then also action alerts. That's probably the most important thing. Um, is being able to affect change in the moment. We tell our people that are following us, hey, we have this big issue coming up right now. We need mm-hmm. you to you know, pressure your senator or we need yeah. to pressure your House member to vote on you know, X yeah. issue. Um, and, and really just being a little more organized. And we've already been doing that, and it's kind mm-hmm. of exciting. It's an exciting time oh, yeah. to be in the House. I mean, I'm you know, biased, yeah. but uh, I'm in the middle of it. But to have all of these groups just kind of having the same vision yeah. and, and uh, jumping on and being aligned and, and pushing it out to all of their people, uh, you know, support this issue. Yes. And, and see, so you have to have the legislative ability to force the issue. And that's, right. that's why the Freedom Caucus is vitally important, because if nobody forces the issue, no vote is taken on it. That's right. And no attention really comes to it. And it just and that's the, the thing. And like I said, I don't want to be overly negative and I don't want to beat up leadership too hard. But the truth is within our caucus, there is a wing of the caucus who does not want us uh, or they don't want us to take up any tough issues mm-hmm. because they're worried about reelection because mm-hmm. they're in purple districts right and they don't want to touch um prohibiting crt they don't want to touch uh you know tax reform or any pro-life issue they don't mm-hmm. i mean anything like that they um regulation they love regulations so why, why yeah. would we you know why would we start cutting regulations and possibly tick off some lobbyists who like the regulations because <laughs> they don't want the competition yeah. and then i might not have my money for re-election right you know down in my district you know in the coast or wherever it is that's a purple district and um so th- the pressure is to protect members of caucus mm-hmm. which means don't take up difficult issues. Yeah. Maintain the status quo. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, well, guys, we we have massive needs uh, out there in our state. We have massive places that we need to be reforming right now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, CON is a perfect example. I mean, we have a terrible, th- this this idea that um, to change anything or to um, do a new medical procedures or, or expand your, your medical mm-hmm. you know, uh, procedure offerings by um, a medical facility, that in order to do that, you have to get permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the government, uh, and and D, and 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 DHEC basically is protecting people that already have their practices and to keep other you know competitors out. And that's how it operates. And so they've done these studies where it'll make uh, healthcare costs go down. Mm-hmm. You'll actually get better healthcare if we repealed it. 
So it's something that the government put in place to get a government per- permission slip, mm-hmm. you know, regulating, c- controlling, yeah. you know, the whole healthcare industry. And well, who who wants to keep it in place now? Why wouldn't we just repeal it and make everybody's healthcare better? Right. Well, the guys who don't have to deal with the competition from these new players that are going to come in and make our healthcare costs lower, they don't want that. So they want to keep the uh, government control. And, and that's where you just scratch your head and say, how in the world is this something? This is a bipartisan issue mm-hmm. like literally there's people on both sides the far left and the far right who are like we need to get rid of this con this is this is ridiculous this is uh, basically crony capitalism at its worst and letting the mm-hmm. government pick winners and losers and yet there's a whole group that uh you know that has these uh people who have vested interest in keeping the system and keeping that competition out because they support them they feel pressure and don't want to don't want to deal with the issue and it's like guys this is <laughs> this is a, a, a clear example of the problem yeah <laughs> this well, is a clear example of the problem this whether, should be a, a home run issue yeah, that we all agree on whether it's tax reform or the other f- fiscal conservative issues whether it's education whether it's this issue in con uh a familiar phrase rings true all boats rise in the tide of competition mm-hmm. and so every every person benefits when there's competition yeah. including including and most importantly the consumer uh, as you said costs are driven down when there's competition mm-hmm. so and and the the level of the resource goes up and that's that's a very encouraging thing that y'all are continuing to fight for those areas where competition can increase or better the services given mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us, yeah. uh, and and I love what you said there about um, action alerts, email updates. If you're not getting our action alerts and email updates, you can text you can text guardrails to seven six zero seven six or download the Palmetto Family Matters app, where you can find all of the information you need. Thank you for joining us today, uh, Representative Morgan, yes, well, and um, I'm so grateful for your time today. And I look forward to working with y'all on especially issues related to religious freedom. Absolutely. Because you know, the Freedom yeah. Caucus, that's, that's going to be I love it. a big focus <laughs> for us. So. Protecting religious freedom, not just inside the church, but outside the church with the right of conscience. So, uh, Con- Representative, yeah. Congressman, <laughs> maybe, maybe one yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us today on Palmetto Family Matters. Thank you for having me, Mitch. Yes, sir.